Welcome to the Further Gospel Podcast, where we're all about providing sound doctrine for everyday people. I'm Kosti Hinn, your host, and I have a huge announcement today. I have a smile across my face, as wide as you could imagine. I get to introduce new programming where our ministry is expanding it for the gospel, and we are entering the world of marriage, family, all things related to that particular sphere of life. We are launching a program called Date Night with the Woods, and one of my dear friends and brothers on planet Earth and his wife, who my wife just thinks the world of, Pastor Anthony Wood, a.k.a. Pastor Tony, or as some of us call him, PT for short, and his wife, Bree Wood, are going to launch Date Night with the Woods. This program is going to be so authentic and transparent, mostly biblical, everything you need to know. Pastor Tony, Bree. That is so cool. What an introduction, man. Oh, thank you for having us. Yes. In the 90s, we would have said, it's going to be off the chain. That's what I did when I was growing up. Yeah. Hey, brother. Love, seriously, love being a part of For the Gospel, man. Thank you for having us. And by the way, congratulations on the launch of Shepherd's House and the launch of baby number five. The family continues to grow. Uh, we just love you guys so much. We're grateful. And I have to say, I'm really biased about this launch because I I was telling one of our guys the other day who's a part of our team, I'm really excited about Date Night with the Woods because I'm actually going to use the resource. We'll subscribe, we'll listen, and it's really fun when you like your own stuff. Now, if, if it's not good, then at least there's four of us listening, right? That's always a really good fallback. But <laughs> it's I gonna think be the, so there's going to be four reviews. It's right. Costi, me, you, and one of our children. Christine. <laughs> Christine. Christine will do fine. We're so excited. We're so excited, though, because I, I know how much we need it and how many young families out there are going, okay, I didn't have great parents. I didn't have the greatest example, or they had good examples in their past, but there's the day-to-day. And then the last category of people, I think most of our culture in the church today, maybe they're embarrassed to open up or they don't know what they don't know. Well, now they have a place to privately work things out. They got a podcast, you're in their ears. There's nothing to lose. They can be really honest. They can hear wisdom and put it into practice. So why don't you start by jumping us into the vision, kind of your guys's heart behind this and let's run. Absolutely. Well, I'd say, sweetie, you should do it. Why don't you let the ladies know what we're thinking? Absolutely. Well, our biggest prayer is that this podcast would be a place of hope and encouragement from the word and for families. Uh, Personally, I'd love for wives to be motivated to love their husbands well to know how to love a believing husband and even an unbelieving husband alike. I I know there's not many resources for those who are married to an unbeliever and often um, can feel isolated, especially in the church. And just last week, praying for a sweet sister who was in tears over her husband who professes uh, but does not possess Christ. And I pray that she and many others would just find direction and hope you know, in those daily battles and, and also for mothers, um, that they would be uplifted amidst the sobering reality of, you know, raising infants and struggling through toddlers and working with teens and even dealing with setbacks, you know, health issues and, and loss of loved ones. And even personally, these past few months for us going through, you know, different health issues and working through learning challenges for one of our children, um, also walking through 
you know, other sisters through abuse and um, finding out their child has leukemia. And these are their life altering moments, you know, and just being able to, to be another place for these sanctifying times. I love when you, when you share all that, like the way that you talk makes me want to cuddle. It's just so sensitive and loving. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, for the ladies, that's beautiful. And I, See, this is why I need to have a sensitivity button on their podcast where you can just sound the alarm and go, Tony, please. I think from a guy's perspective, all of that's true. Like it's the, it's the word of God for the family of God, you know, to, to raise young soldiers prayerfully for, for God's glory. I think another element to it. It's just transparency, Costi, mm-hmm. like trying to um, pull back the veil a little bit. I mean, for me as a, as a yeah. preacher, right, I only get to relate to people from behind the pulpit um, 99% of the time. And then uh, you probably feel the same way or, you know, sometimes behind the thumbs online. And it's, it's I think... I think it's nice to just pull back the veil and say, let's have conversations about real stuff in real ways. And as Christian couples journey together, and that's where the idea of date night came from. It was, we've had, I don't know, 15 years now where we've been dating every week, even as a married couple, Mm -hmm. we get a babysitter and we go and we have our conversations. And there's a lot of times God's so gracious that we laugh and have a fun time and talk through convictions and calendar and all that. But there's a lot of other times where we talk through tough things. Mm. And the mascara runs and we sit silent for a while and have to work through real life. Mm. And so the more that we can just bring, you know, and share and open ourselves up to other people and then have other people share with us, I think the better kind of open the word, cry a little bit, laugh a ton about real life stuff and, and how does God's word apply to real life stuff? Um, and I, they hit me this last week. It literally, I was, I was thinking about it last night before I went to bed on Sunday, I got home from preaching. I was dead. I was dead. I, I got home and literally I was so sick. And so I go to the bathroom and I just lost my lunch. I mean, I full, I was so glad I didn't do it during the preaching. And I had a, and, and our kids were too. No, you and fainted. Oh, and I fainted. Yes. I'm going to tell that part of the story. <laughs> but I was just thinking about it. You fainted. Because um, I got home and I, yeah, so I, I, I lose my lunch. I fall I fall over and I faint. And the next thing I hear is is Bree, if you don't wake up right now, I'm calling 911, you know? And I'm like, I'm not one of those guys. I don't like a woman, you know, come out, my wife coming over. I said, hon, let me handle my business, you know? <laughs> and I thought, and I thought, you know, there's a lot of people that, and this is a dumb illustration, all these other ones are so much more serious, but like, there's a lot of us, we're getting older. How do you navigate that? How do you navigate the health issues? How do you navigate medicines and how do you navigate food and dietary issues? How do you navigate when your kids are grown and leaving the home? How do you navigate when just the raw rub reality of like a child doesn't walk with the Lord? I mean, like literally Mm. your 22 year old takes off and says, I'm not having it. I'm, I'm, de- I'm deconstructing or whatever. Like, yep. so there's just so many real world moments that we thought cost you, man, if we could just like open up our heart mm-hmm. and talk with people around the world about these things, maybe we all could just enjoy the Lord's, the Lord's direction together. So that's kind of the heart of it. I love that. There's a lot of fond memories for us personally, Christine and I both from the years at Mission Bible, nearly seven formerly on staff. And then for some time before that, she was a a new convert going to the vision breakfast on 10, 10, 10, remember that? And just that all the time after that. And every single life stage we've been through, 
even living here in Arizona, I've called back and asked you guys for wisdom or she's connected with Bree. I think of times, literally months and months, I think it might've been even over a year, your mom, Titus two ministry into Christine's life. There were so many life stages that we moved in and out of from engagement to marriage, then new to ministry, then turns out I was a false convert. Then I got converted. I mean, you baptized me in a swimming pool. My wife was there with our like three month old. Remember that at your townhome complex? Yes, I do. Were there, As an there? ordinance of the church under proper authority. Oh, totally. I mean, we, it was yes, like, absolutely. I need to go get baptized. I'm not waiting. Let's go get baptized. Yes. And you Amen. know, we're all, we were all there and there's every single phase that we went through was we needed somebody there. And I used to go over to your office or she would connect with Bree. And I know that many couples have done that with you guys at the church. You're a shepherd and you guys have been so faithful in that. Not everybody has that. And then also I question a lot of the advice that's getting given today by pastors and in the church, because we've got a lot of churches the last 30, 40 years, they're not preaching the truth or they're not preaching the whole counsel of God. They're preaching one little section or they're preaching Ted talks or what have you. And then people are even if they had great parents they haven't had great pastors i had a young man recently say you know i'm so thankful for my dad and mom they're so godly they've been incredibly helpful i just haven't seen really good church leadership and he had a whole bunch of questions for us and wants to learn here at the church plant and just grow in a healthy environment and i'm thankful that i've been blessed with great church leaders and and authentic ones i know you wouldn't say that you are perfect but that we have been in healthy environments where the Lord sanctifies. I feel for this generation, the younger couples as well with gender confusion, all of the culture wars. We can't say it's worse than it's ever been because it's always been bad. Sin is sin. But I'll tell you this, the church was over the last 30, 40 years weaker than you could ever have imagined it would be. And now all these cadets are going to war and they don't know what to do. So I'm not one of those bah humbug guys. That's like, ah, it's all terrible. I, I see a church generation rising and a podcast like this. I believe date night with the woods will be a tip of the spear to take back some ground. So I'm excited Mm. for you guys to come on. Question for you on, on some of the fun slash serious, because we love to have a good time, but we are trying to go somewhere with it. Talk to me about a little bit of the California context and some of the some of the buttons that behind closed doors I've asked you to push and then give context to. You're in a war zone, ideologically, culturally. Mm-hmm. California's yep. different. Arizona, look, we're still having a good time over here. I, I left and I know it's a little soft, but we still got to get the gospel out over here. But you... What are you facing over there? And then what are some of the big issues couples are going, what do we do? Oh, man. Wow. I I would say like just going back to your thought a a second ago too, just the... And this would be the disclaimer through the whole thing, and I'll let Bree jump in if she wants to. Um, But I think the disclaimer on the whole thing is that obviously we don't save people spiritually. The Lord does, right? So that's such a beautiful thing to remember that the sovereign God is the one who chooses to lead people and to open up their eyes and the Holy Spirit effectually calls them unto um, repentance and faith. I think that's important, which means then as parents and as as even practitioners of the word and pulpiteers and churches, our, our role is to simply be faithful to our responsibility in that, right? And so that's such an important disclaimer. And I, I look back on my life and this would go to the heart of what you just said. It's only an act of God, it's providence and, and his choice that I had 
godly parents and that mm-hmm. they had godly mommy and fa- mom and dad and they did mm-hmm. and like four or five generations of pastors. And so God's word is perfect. And then as that gets passed down through the generations, um, it's, it's the word that, that transforms hearts and transforms lives. And I think the heart of everything that we're doing biblically is to say, okay, for all those out there who didn't get that, who didn't have a nuclear home, mm-hmm. who, who come from a broken family, who were abused or, or are going, and then they, they, they follow and they model that they get married. It's infatuation. And what do they do when it doesn't click after six months, they, they pop out a baby hoping that'll heal. And now they're in the exact same situation they were in. I think Bree and I would say our heart is how do we get behind those closed doors and behind those computer screens and those phones and say, you know, there are answers from God's word. And so that, that's kind of the big, would you agree, sweetie? Absolutely. It's, it's the idea that God's word is sufficient, right? Yes, absolutely. And I think some of the ideas, is it okay if I share some yeah, of those? Yeah, go, go, please. Um, so excited. We have... Um, so many ideas and still trying to figure it all out. But, um, you know, some topics that we've been thrown around is just, you know, how to fight fair romance in laws, uh, how to have joy with three under three. Um, even the tough stuff like cancer, the loss of a child. Um, I love this one, biblical counseling in the home. Um, and even something like making teenage peacemakers, those two words can go together. Um, and you know, another one I think you had mentioned love was how to date your daughter. I just love that one, but yeah, absolutely. Mm. There's so many and dealing with health crises, dealing with people when they get older and the children go prodigal or they're not walking with the Lord. Um, some of those, we talked about those, I think, but to answer your question overall, Costi, like, yeah, we're, we're in a context right now where, yep. um, there is in California, the, it's not even a focus on the family. It's a, you have to fight for the family. You you have to literally say, we're going to put down roots and we're going to build this thing God's way. And it's almost, and that's the part I I think that it's almost hard for other people in, in, in more conservative parts of the country to understand. It's almost like a reformational puritanistic heritage where there's often been teaching. Um, and I'm sure you've heard this where the first generation of Christians know why they are who they are. And Mm -hmm. so they just, they're fired up naturally. And then the second generation of Christians will, will kind of begin to enjoy that and they'll revel in that. Whereas the third generation of believers, the grandkids tend to start to fade from it. And I think in California, what we're feeling now with such a, just a, an onslaught of, of deconstruction and, and progressive, um, views of, of life and anti-biblical post-Christian kind of hard post-modern sentiment is, is we're back in first generation mm-hmm. Christianity and so we're, we're having to pull our children back to those, those brass tacks roots totally. um, that were established, you know, hundreds of years ago. So there is a little bit of that, but I think the reality is, is, you know, that's just a context issue. Yeah. No, I, I think of uh totally just carnal, but not bad. Joe Rogan recently, who is a really, really <laughs> pagan podcaster that no one, I don't recommend him, but I was, I heard a soundbite or something recently. It was a political thing I was watching and he was repeating another quote, but the quote goes something like this. Hard times create hard men. You heard that one? Hard men yep. create good times. Good times create soft men and soft men create bad times. So you have this cycle mm-hmm. and it, yep. it works that way with the church. There is a generation that creates shade. Then everyone grows up in that shade and naturally things fade and then there's a fight and i feel that way a lot about california you're 
your preaching clips are pretty fiery. I like them. I, I know you don't always, you know, you're not yelling at everyone for the whole 45 minutes, but some of your preaching clips, you're going at the culture like clear as day. What percentage of people are you seeing in your, they're not pews, in your comfy seats now at that beautiful building there that Mission Bible was blessed hey, we with? Want, we want pews. They're just too expensive. All right. Well, I you, want some beautiful white pews oh, with like the, the dark be, ornate molding down the side. They have to be padded because pews that aren't padded are horrific. Totally. <laughs> I love pews your design costy, style. So you no, tell, old, all right. Old school, new school. So, hey, for the gospel. We're just going back 400 years. That's what, that's what we're doing. It's California restart. <laughs> there you go. So, here, so the, over there, what percentage of people, I mean, how many people are you seeing who are coming, going, I was at the mega church down the way. Orange County, if you're not familiar with it, you're one of our listeners. Orange County is like mega church row. It's a little bit like that out here. And then maybe Texas would be one of the other places where just tons of mega churches and, you know, life's a party, come have a good time, then go to the beach. What percentage of people are you seeing that are coming through the doors of Mission Bible? They're hearing you preach and they're going, I have never heard preaching like what is happening. And you're just going, thus saith the Lord, and you're dividing the truth. Yeah. You're rightly dividing the word. Talk to me yeah, about that. We're just preaching verse by verse. I, it, it's 80, probably 70 to 80% of the Unreal. people. Unreal. Wow. Um, I would say seven, 800, probably or more. It, it's that we're, we're having, even to this point now, we're in our membership interviews and our baptisms, we're, we're, we're toying with the idea in September of doing a, um, a series just on how to heal from your mega ministry experience, just because wow. we can't get our, or we can't wrap our, our, our arms around everyone, right. To try to, to try to help them with this. And, and so just do a series to say, how do you, you know, how, how do you deal with the holy man issue, the Pope issue where a guy, you know, some CEO has been up there and y'all have to do what he says. And then he, he takes a selfie with you once every four months and mm -hmm. you stand behind a stanchion and talking through like plurality of eldership and talking through even things like, you know, the, the hyper charismatic movement yep. and on and on and on it goes. So, but one of those, which fits this is, is how do you actually have a family that's grounded in, in the word. Yes. And then how do you go to a church whose community values match what yours are at home? Because what's happened is people, churches have gone so far away from, from the truth yep. that here you have parents who they'll parent one way, but then they go and there's a youth pastor who, who says another thing. The senior pastor says another thing. Then they go off to school. Kids have a bifurcated or trifurcated understanding. And if your worldview sets by the age of six, how is a parent supposed to compete with three fourths of, of the child's authority figure saying something antithetical to what they've been teaching? Yeah. So unless the church and the family are on the same page with discipleship, mm. you've got a breakdown in the authoritative order that God has given. And so, see, God set it up, right? Just like the Trinity, right? And you, you have the church and then you have the father and then you got the mother and you got the kids. If you have a confusion in the authoritative order, then the child's community begins to work against what the parents are doing. Yep. So we're, we're just like fully trying to wrap our minds. In fact, that's why, I don't know if you'd heard this. We thought when we launched the homeschool co-op, we were like, ah, uh, <laughs> you know, it's going to be no big deal. You know, one of our pastors on staff were like, hey, just do it as a side thing. You know, we know you're busy. <laughs> we thought maybe 30, 40 kids, you know, and there was like 250 people that showed up for that meeting because everyone in California, yeah, everyone in California is looking for shelter, for biblical shelter. So yeah, you're spot on, brother. Wild, wild, wild. We had uh, one of our guys on the team texted me the other day. He's uh, on our music team, and he said, 
hey, pastors, it was a group text. He goes, hey, pastors, no pressure here. I know you got a lot on your plate with the church plant, but was just dreaming the other day with my wife and a few other couples in the church, how awesome it would be one day to have some sort of co-op where in this crazy world, and I mean, the text just went on and I'm telling you, it it's coming to where there is a generation. They want the hard preaching because it produced soft hearts. They want you to just get in there and be all business when you're in the pulpit because they're tired of the funny man. I was doing a little bit of research the other day and they're saying that the trends are changing. This is like, shocker, what do you think is going to happen? The trends are changing. You know, the experts are always chasing the culture. If you just do it God's way, you never have to worry about that. The trends are changing. Now they're saying that Gen Z and this next generation here, they're attracted to simple, clear liturgy and a church, quote, experience that is no frills, no gimmicks, just to the point. And (laughs) I'm like, hello. And we've talked for years about how simple it is. And now they're saying if pastors want to reach the next generation, don't try to do too much. Don't try to be too much. Don't try to get too crazy or creative. Just preach the truth. And I'm like, really, Mm -hmm. people, you think? Speak to the reality of families and moms and dads getting pulled by the culture every different way. You've got uh, a corporate world that says, you know, you're you're more than a stay-at-home mom. You're bigger and better than just being chained to that stove all day, sister. Come get yours. Come use your degree. You're in debt. You know, come pay it off. And then men are almost feminized. And while in many cultures in this the is, past, this is Bree. This is Bree's area. You got to speak to that. Cause I mean, it's like speak, the ACBC stuff. stuff. Speak yeah. to that. In well, that, I know. Yeah. Even just yeah, going to the grocery store when I had the kids with me and they were, you know, pushing the little carts and one has a meltdown and we're kind of having to put, you know, all the groceries to the side and then train the heart. And, you know, I would get many of the workers, you know, week after weeks, I'm so sorry, you know, you're such a champ. And, and, you know, when you say how many kids you have, it's, oh, okay. You know, it must be rough, you know, (laughs) having to leave your old life. And I'm just going, actually, they're the biggest blessings and it's why I was created is is to be a mom and I just it it provides such a platform to be able to share the gospel and God's plan for for us it's always fascinating too like when you would have those moments at the store it would be the younger people who would be kind of looking at you and giving you kind of the look you know like oh she's distracting from our grocery shopping yeah why don't you train your kids but it was the older people well, yeah, when we when we were living um, by the beach, I mean, there was one Thanksgiving I had the kids in the grocery cart, <laughs> and one of them was, you know, crying, and oh my goodness, we got so many just like, you know, dirty looks or you know, it, yeah, in Orange County, you're allowed to have you? your puppies in the yeah. store, but you're not allowed to have <laughs> yeah, your kids. That's against kids the rules, anywhere. right? Yes. <laughs> was yes. it, wasn't it a guy who followed you out to the parking lot though? After he saw you train, you one was crying, Ezekiel. you took. Zeke to the restroom, brought him back, and he actually complimented you and said, thank you for... Well, we've had both. I, had I've, both. I've made plenty failures as well, too. Yeah. So, yeah. So but, those would be good things to talk about. Yes. We're going to talk about all that. <laughs> we can talk about training, if spanking is okay, mm-hmm. if we should, when, how to do it. We could talk about timeouts. We can talk about getting to the heart of matters. We can talk about so the many heart. wonderful things. Amen. So good. So good. I remember once we were uh, talking to Alex Montoya, and somebody had asked, you know, is it a, is it wrong for a a mom to work or is it wrong for a woman to work, you know, when she has kids? And I remember Montoya saying, you know how he does his like El Jefe, man, this guy is like the boss man. He's, he's the big dog. I love him. And he says, 
Listen, listen, listen. In many different cultures throughout all of history, uh, provision has been a family affair. All the family works in the fields. All the family does what they need to do to survive. Is it a sin to work for a wife to work? Of course not. But that's not what we're talking about usually in America. And it just veers into the reality of, you know, speak to this even. I, I want you guys to dig into this on the program as well. The, we're not talking about like single mom has to go figure out how to make it or church benevolence team has to partner with someone to figure out how to get through another. We're talking in first world America, guys making good money and then. He's like, man, but if she goes to work and we stick the kids in daycare, we could stack those chips. We could clear 310, 320. Now we got the cabin up in the mountain and it's chasing the American dream. We're not talking like Proverbs 31 industrious family just trying to make it in like India. We're talking first world America. Have we abandoned the home and are women being called Mm -hmm. to something? And is that one of Satan's targets, just like the garden? Speak to that. Good question. Do you want to jump in on that? Well, I mean, I totally agree with Costi's sentiment. You balance Absolutely. the word of God, right? Proverbs 31, she's very industrious. She's always helping and bringing in the income. Nothing wrong with that. But the reality is, is her prioritization, Titus 2, is in the home, especially when the children are young. I think where it gets interesting, Costi, is when you start talking about luxury. Yeah. There was just so much in the Bible. Yep. I mean, Jesus literally, I mean, it has to be 30%, 40% of the time that he's teaching that he's going after luxury. He goes, yep. There, God provide for your needs, but he's constantly going after luxury saying, don't store up treasures. Don't store up, don't store up. Cause there's always that tendency, right? Yep. And so I think that's where we want to really get honest and say, you know, have we set up our structure in the home in such a way where, you know, we've, we, we we're leaning towards luxury as opposed to leaning towards, um, priorities mm. and biblical eternal priorities. And the simple example of that would be when you get to the very end of your life and you're lying there on your deathbed, what will matter and what yep. will go on in, in, in every single parent in moms, this is going to be so key to the way that they think about their children and think about their life is what will be the legacy that you left and the thing you're, 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 you're consumed with in mind as you lie on your breathing, your final breath. And in the reality, it'll be their children. Mm-hmm. Are my kids walking with the Lord? Are my grandkids going to follow uh, in their footsteps? And so, yeah, I think we always want to be thinking through those things. Um, and we could talk to the men about providing another time. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think, you know, we're only 15 years in with the parenting aspect, but daily it's looking at, you know, my heart is an idol factory and different Mm. things can pop up and look great and appealing on that, you know, outside, but on the inside, if it's taking me away from the very priorities that God's calling me to, then it's got to be put to the wayside. And I think that's constant in the journey, but Pre- I almost said preach, but we don't believe that women can preach no, or be no. elders. So I'm going to say, <laughs> That's another good topic. I'm going to say, share, share, sister, share. What were we talking about? Oh, someone invited. She's Bridget's invited to do the more conference or do yes. more conferences oh, than I do, and I. And we're always like, oh man, it's, it's just not the way true. that the Lord smiles upon us. So the other night I was like, hey, you know, wouldn't it be funny if on Sunday we just shocked everybody because I wasn't feeling good, and you just like walked up there for a second to see how long they. <laughs> Before they run her out of town. She's like, I wouldn't even get up those stairs before like the whole church would tackle me. Praise God. This is Bible trained. Hey, let's make sure we're clear. First Timothy 3, 1, right? Absolutely. We have qualified. So that I really am excited as well. Will you guys do an episode on that to talk about 
you know, roles and in the church and, and where God's high, MacArthur, I think wrote a book, you know, God's high calling for women or 12 extraordinary women. He has, will you guys do an episode as well about, you know, God's high calling for women? Cause the question's naturally yes. going to be like, okay, I want to obey the Lord. Okay. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a pastor. I'm not trying to be an elder, but you know, where can I do significant ministry? Does God have something for me as one of his daughters? You guys mission Bibles, explosively ministerial. I love it there for that reason. One of the, one of the many reasons you have a very healthy culture there. Women thrive. So will you talk about that too at some point? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Roles, uh, relatives, in-laws, communication, how to absolutely like all the big ones, finances, Mm -hmm. how to, how to, how to develop those roles, um, in a real world context. Right. Do you have any others you would add on that? No, I think you nailed it. Will you do the funnel? Oh, Remember the funnel? <laughs> Will you guys do the funnel? Remember the funnel about Which in-laws? Funnel? Okay, you one time you flip I'm like, "Hey, what do we do? We have like four Christmases and three Thanksgivings oh, and all the chaos." And you yeah. go, you were like, "Costi, listen closely." And you turned a legal pad on its side. And you drew the funnel. You remember the funnel, the sideways funnel. It was it's double funnel. And they come together and you're like, "You start out wide, <laughs> then it tightens." And then one day it's wide, it's under your umbrella. And the, so will you do some of that as well to help couples navigate Absolutely. the holidays? This you have is such a good memory. That's amazing. Yes, yes. How you have to slowly, you know, channel things down, right? When you first get married, every couple knows this. Every couple knows you first get married, the expectation is that you're going to go to all, you know, your parents' house for Thanksgiving and Christmas <laughs> and, and every, you know, rel- every cousin's birthday party. And then you got to funnel it down, right? A year in, it's like, well, hey, we're only going to make it this, this time and this time. And then you get down to, you know, by the time you have a child, it's like, well, you got to let them know way out in front. Because if you let mama know last minute, you're going to hurt her feelings. Yep. So you got to be thoughtful thoughtful, let them know early. And then you got those key holidays. And then at some point in there, you have to rebuild for your own family and say, okay, now the kids are coming to our house. And, and that, that takes thought and prudence because our, mm. the last thing we want to do is hurt everyone's feelings. We want to do it with wisdom. Yep. So trying to do it in loving ways and make sure that there's proper maturity is, is important. I love it. Well, I'm so grateful for you guys. Uh, to our audience, the program's called Date Night with the Wood. Woods. It's a podcast. I think you guys will do, you'll keep doing, you've already done some incredible videos. You'll keep doing videos and launch some of those aspects as well. You'll have guests on. Could you tell us a little bit about uh, ballpark launch date or launch timeline? And then how often will episodes come out? I think we're shooting for within the next 30 to 45 days for the first one. Awesome. And then hopefully it'll be coming monthly, if not more. Um, And then here's another big part. Like we love our for the gospel family. And so if people have things on their heart, things they want to hear about, I mean, they could throw topic ideas on your reviews, I'm sure. Or they could connect with us on Instagram or something. Um, So... Fantastic. And it'll have, I believe at this stage, correct me if I'm wrong at some point, Brett Skinner, our executive director, I believe it's going to have its own Instagram page so people can connect there. If not, we should probably do that at some point. And then also it will be on Apple, Spotify, every podcast platform that people can imagine. So they'll be able to subscribe to it, follow it and actually send in. Um, they can blow up your guys's DMS with questions. And then we can sometimes at for the gospel, do stories and invite people to type in questions. We'll load you guys down with so much. You'll have years of problems to solve for all of us. <laughs> 
Oh, what a what a joy. We have years of problems in our own marriage. You can solve them for us. I love it. Well, any final words, Pastor Tony, Bree, anything to say or offer encouragement or just thoughts of any kind? Oh, I don't know. Last final words, final thoughts. I would say, well, I would say this. I love you so much, sweetie. I'm so glad we get to do this together. Oh, I love you. I can't you. think of anyone else in the world I'd rather spend all this time with. And with our son. And with our son. <laughs> producing in the background. It's oh, gonna that's be great. great. That's awesome. I wish I had a button. If I had a, uh, remember uh, Bambi, the Twitter heart? painted the little hearts, the little heart. That was, oh, a, before yeah. there were heart emojis, there was Twitter painted being like in love. Remember that? And Bambi, I don't know if that yes. all. Is totally. That, yeah. It, and you have to have the sound with it. Like bloop, 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 bloop. Little hearts going up. That's so cute. Well, I'll leave that for you guys. And I can't wait. Some of the surprise sound effects are going to be great. I'm not going to ruin any of them. I just. I'm beside myself with this. Well, thank you for being willing, you guys taking the time. And thank you to our For the Gospel audience and our gospel patrons and partners. You guys supporting what we're doing means more programming, more amazing contributors, and more resources that we're just going to keep on putting out for free so that you, your church, your home, and Lord will in the future will be a blessed one for you as you stand loud and proud for the gospel. Pastor Tony Bree, love you guys. Thank you. We love you guys. Well, thank you all for listening again. We'll be back next Monday with another episode. For now, let's connect on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and the rest. I'll be back next Monday with another episode. Keep on living for the gospel.